Greetings, welcome to my podcast. I'm Eric Backer, the naturopath from New Zealand and formulator of the Kanzita range of supplements. In each of my bite-sized episodes, you'll be getting practical tips that you can follow right away to improve your health and lifestyle. So go ahead and binge listen. I've got a a fan called Pro Chess Player. His name is Josh. And Josh has asked me a few times now to do a video called The Ten Signs of Candida and How to Treat Them. So I'm going to have a go at this, Josh. Thanks for your uh, ongoing support. uh, And I trust you'll get some good information out of this. I think Josh might live in Canada. You've just got that feeling that he's a Canadian uh, person, judging from some of the comments uh, I've received on YouTube. So... What I've done, Josh, is I've broken this down into different categories. So I've got a few gastrointestinal symptoms. I've got a few genitourinary symptoms, a few ear, nose, and throat, a few skin ones, and a few central nervous systems. So because there are so many different signs and symptoms of candida, I'm not going to go into all of the different signs and symptoms of candida. I'm just going to really pick on 10 of the most common presentations that I would see in the clinic. And then I'm going to explain a little bit about some of the best ways to treat these particular kinds of symptoms. Bear in mind that when you've got a yeast infection, it's good, you know, obviously if it's a bad symptom to get symptom relief, but you're better off really treating the condition as a whole in terms of lifestyle and diet, as I've explained in Candida Crusher. So the quiz which we have created at yeastinfection.org also will give you a very good idea on, on uh, you know, how severe the yeast infection really is. And it will also show you the different kinds of signs and symptoms as you go through the screens. And a lot of those signs and symptoms on that quiz I'm going to talk about here right now in this video. So the first three um, signs and symptoms really relate to gastrointestinal. So GI or gut issues tend to be uh, some of the most common things that people talk to me about when it comes to yeast infection. So yeast tend to ferment. They love sugar. They cause fermentation. And that naturally causes bloating and gas, which is probably one of the most common symptoms I hear people talking about is abdominal issues. It could be pain, it could be gas, it could be bloating, it could be farting, uh, it could be lots of burping. We get that occasionally with people if they tend to get a lot of yeast in the upper part of the gut. Yeast can also thrive in the stomach, the small intestine, the large intestine, uh, in the junction between the small and large intestine. Yeast have known to, th- to flourish throughout the digestive system. So it's, it's quite a fallacy to believe that they just live in the colon or the large intestine. They can live anywhere in the gut. They'll thrive anywhere. Especially if they find a good sugar source or, or nutrient source and a lack of opposing beneficial bacteria. <clears throat> so lots of gas and bloating is number one. Now a good way obviously to treat that is to cut back immediately on the kind of foods that can promote gas and bloating. So sugars in your diet, fruits in your diet, takeaway food in your diet. So in the Candida Crusher uh, book, I talk about a seven-day induction diet before you actually start going into and get serious with a three-stage Candida Crusher diet. We try and do what I call uh, warm turkey. Now, it's very appropriate now coming up with Christmas to talk about the warm turkey. So, I mean, cold turkey is not that pleasant. Cold turkey means you stop things right away. Warm turkey means that you have a seven-day period of grace before you cut the crap out of your diet. So just gently over a seven-day period, take foods out, swap over to a fresh, clean kind of a diet, 
that's what I call the warm turkey approach and that immediately is going to help you cut back on gas and bloating. But what about if you want gas and bloating now and you've, you've got a perfect diet where you want, might want to take some digestive enzymes and some probiotics and I've created a product called Canzita Restore which is perfect for gas and bloating. So the Canzita Restore product you can get at canzita.com you would take two or three of these per day and that's going to help significantly with the gas and bloating if you've got a very good diet. If your diet is not good, make the change, swap to good food, and then take the Kenzita Restore. There's no point taking a good probiotic enzyme formula if you're having pizzas and swallowing it down with Coca-Cola all day, is it? Pretty dumb thing to do, isn't it? But some people do crazy things. Number two, bowel change. So bowel changes commonly occur with people with stress, with candida, with SIBO, you know, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth of parasites, people on various medications, uh, IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, about 50% of people with IBS usually suffer from stress. Stress has an incredible effect to cause bowel change. It can cause change in many different ways, but particularly in how the bowel moves food and stool through that. Uh, we call that peristalsis or the movement in the passage of things through the bowel, and that's very much affected by stress. The autonomic nervous system that controls uh, digestion and gut motility um, very much gets screwed up with stress, especially if you've got skinny motions at times or bigger motions or you know, you're going at different times of the day. It, it, it's all over the show. It could well be stress underpinning it. So make sure if you get bowel changes that you try and relax more, chew food better, don't eat, you know, your main meal in front of the horror movie uh, every night at six o'clock, which is the six o'clock news about, you know, who just got beheaded or something. So not a good idea to eat dinner, you know, in those circumstances. <clears throat> and bleeding from the bowel, pain, all those sorts of things may need checking out with your doctor. So if you're really concerned about a recent bowel change, you need to get checked out, go to the doctor, get some blood testing done. So sudden bowel change can signify some structural changes. But bowel changes commonly occur with candida. In that case, um, if you get lots of constipation or diarrhea, think about taking the Candida Remove product, the antifungal, antibacterial, antiparasite tablet. Take one, two, or three per day. That's going to help tone up uh, the bowel because it's going to help remove a lot of these pests and encourage the beneficial bacteria to come back again which is what the Kenzina Restore does. It improves the ability of the body to break food down, and it also gives you a lot more beneficial bacteria, which is going to help a lot you know, to create better bowel motions. <clears throat> so bowel changes, also think about um, eating good food, like point one, chewing properly, eating lots of fresh products in your diet, having good protein, chewing it properly, uh, exercising and you know, walking every day, these things will encourage good bowel formation, uh, good, you know, good bowel tone. Number three, sweet cravings. So many people I see crave sweet foods and you'll know you've got candida when you crave sweets on a regular basis, especially after food I find is a key time for um, sweet cravings for some people with bad candida infection. So how do you treat a sweet craving? Well, there's a couple of ways you can treat it. A good way to treat it to start with is to cut back on the amount of sweet foods you eat. 
and eat more protein in your diet, more fresh foods. Also take the enzyme probiotic that I mentioned before, Restore, because that's going to increase the way that your stomach and small intestine work. You'll break food down better, you'll get increased uh, levels. <clears throat> you'll, it'll affect the receptors in your brain positively because it reduces the ability for your brain to want glucose. It's supplying your brain and the cells of your body with superior nutrition. When the digestion works well, the cells get, the end cells and target cells get the nutrition more efficiently. Sugar cravings I find occur often with people with faulty digestion, poor levels of beneficial bacteria, and particularly poor levels of digestive enzymes. Many people with pancreatic dysfunction crave sweet stuff, and the more sweet stuff you get, the more you will crave it, and the more bloating you will get, the more burping, the more weird bowel motions. It's basically a catch-22 that you're going to get out of. So slowly swapping to a, a fresh, healthy diet, chewing properly, taking a good enzyme is going to really help reduce sweet cravings. There's also a herb called Gymnema, Gymnema sylvestra, which I've written about uh, in Candida Crusher. Taking a few drops of Gymnema liquid on the tongue, it tastes really, really, really bitter, but it blocks the ability of the tongue to send a signal to the brain that it wants sweet food. It's um, almost like a switch that gets turned off. It's fantastic. Chromium picolinate, 500 microgram capsule, maybe a few times a day, will also help with, with wicked sweet cravings. And I encourage eating things like capsicum uh, you know, or, or, or sweet kinds of vegetables to chew on, which are going to help a bit with sweet cravings. Sometimes an apple will help with a sweet craving. <clears throat> but as a sweet craving, um, and you'll find it will diminish over time as your diet changes and your digestion changes. So that's the three gut symptoms. Now let's talk about a couple of genito-urinary symptoms associated with candida, common signs. Kidney and bladder infections, especially recurrent. Many people get recurring bladder infections and kidney infections. So is it linked with candida? Well, I think it is in many cases. And many people with recurring uh, bacterial or E. coli infections often have a yeast infection as well and that's because they often take antibiotics to counter these infections right, trimethoprim or, or different kinds of antibiotics will kill the beneficial flora and yeast will thrive yeasts often are good uh, partners or partner up with bad bacteria so by cleaning up yeast in your body changing your diet drinking more water it's going to really help significantly to, to nail these infections um, I've written a whole page on UTIs, urinary tract infections, on ericbacker.com. You can read that page. It's, it's one of my never very commonly read pages. There's a powder called Manos powder, D-Manos. And usually taking one to two teaspoons per day of that will help to get rid of the uh, Escherichia coli or E. coli bacteria. So the Manos sticks to E. coli almost like Velcro, and it helps to feel, pee it out of the body more efficiently. Cranberry juice is good, uh, quite alkaline, also has a similar ability to stop bacteria adhering to the bladder wall and to the urethra. So when you have the um, cranberry, I prefer that you buy the whole berries from a health food shop, the proper berries, and simmer them for five minutes you know, in some hot water and then drink that tea. Don't buy bottles of cranberry crap from the shop because it's usually full of sugar, which defeats the purpose. <clears throat> the golden rule with UTIs and kidney and bladder problems, drink tons of water, stop alcohol, keep away from sugary foods, be very careful with intimate relations uh, because it's very easy um, 
we call honeymoon cystitis. It's common in young people that get recurring infections from sexual increased sexual contact. And of course, personal hygiene. These are key ways really to get rid of these infections. Um, thrush or jock itch, number five, very common. Lots of people contact me for thrush, recurring thrush for females, and also jock itch. I've done many videos on, on jock itch for males, and I get lots and lots and lots of questions regarding, you know, burning scrotum and burning balls and burning penis and burning this. It may seem like a crazy job I've got, but I quite enjoy helping people out, you know, with these, these personal problems. You can read a lot about this in blogs I've written on yeastinfection.org or check out my videos. Um, the big thing with um, jock itch, for example, is personal hygiene. It's very big. Regular showering. Again, targeting uh, gut fungus using my Kanzida Remove and Restore. You can see the video um, videos I've done on that. I'll tell you exactly how to use it. Using tea tree or oregano oil or coconut products will help to allay the itch. Lots of sunlight, salt water. There's many ways you can get rid of the jock itch. Thrush boric acid capsules. Check out my, my two-stage uh, vaginal treatment program that I talk quite a lot about. Uh, you can read that in Candida Crusher, you can read it at eastinfection.org, and you can see the videos I've created on vaginal thrush. Thrush can be nailed beautifully by targeting internal treatment. If you're menstruating, especially pre-menstruation, uh, you do the, the kill phase, and post-menstruation, you do the build phase. Three menstrual cycles back-to-back, Along with correct diet and lifestyle, you've nailed the condition in 90% of cases. And I've worked with well over a thousand women in vaginal thrush and had fantastic results with the protocol. Be sure to take the Kanzida Remove and the Kanzida Restore to really assist in regulating the internal environment. Because getting rid of thrush or jock itch is not just about treating a local area, it's about getting your lifestyle right, getting your diet right, and using just a small amount of high quality supplementation as the icing on the cake. Number six, now we've got a couple of ENT, ear, nose and throat issues. So six is nasal congestion, phlegm, coughing, <coughs> clearing up phlegm, or all those awful sounds that some people make. People with nasal congestion, stuffiness, phlegm, coughing, all that kind of stuff is very much yeast related. A lot of these people crave sugar or have a lot of carbohydrates in their diet like lots of bread, they might have a few slices of bread and cough up phlegm later, uh, you know, very common. Milk can be associated with this too, as you know, many people have allergies towards milk, they can create excess mucus, and then bacteria and yeast like to thrive in that environment. But I find uh, a lot of the throat clearing and nasal congestion, especially to be candida related. And once you've cleared the bugs from the gut, you know, and you've got the balance back, the the sinus and the nose should be nice and clear. So how do we get rid of the nasal congestion? Well, again, you need to get the inner environment right. You know, there's no point taking steroid nasal sprays and antihistamines and crap like that if you've got an infection underpinning it and then a poor diet that's just encouraging it. You need to get the causes addressed. All right? Tinnitus, headaches sinus, teeth pain, they're all related to yeast infection. I'm not saying that all of these things are caused always by yeast infection, but there's an association there. Tinnitus, how the hell can that be caused by candida? What about teeth pain? I mean, this guy's really off his tree by saying that, isn't he? Well, 
I've done videos recently on the vagus nerve, explaining about the connection with the nerve and the base of the brain. The vagus nerve is the largest nerve that controls the parasympathetic dominance in the body. Basically, it helps to balance the stress response. <coughs> it sends information from the gut up to the brain, and the brain in turn can send information back to the gut again. So there's a big connection there. There's tiny little nerves called auricular branches that run off the vagus nerve. So people with bad gut problems can actually get fluttering sounds in their ears and dizzy spells. I do associate tinnitus also with anxiety with people. And I see particularly in people in their late 50s uh, up to mid 60s, in women more so than men. So there are other um, causes with tinnitus as well. I might, might do some videos just explaining tinnitus in more detail. Uh, I associate that with gut problems in general people, but also anxiety and other kinds of issues. Tension headaches are very common with candida. So tension headaches are often caused by stress, but headaches can also be caused a lot by sinus congestion and liver congestion. Headaches um, that are caused by liver pain, you'll often get pain around the top of the head, pain around the eyes. Headaches caused by candida uh, can be all around the face, can be on the side here, can be behind the eyes, <clears throat> can be the head in general. Candida also produces a lot of byproducts uh, you know, as a result of its interaction with the immune system. And when candida dies itself, it will create all kinds of cell fragments that tend to jam up the immune system. And these things affect immunity quite a lot, which upregulate the immune response and cause inflammation. Inflammation can cause heat, flushing, redness and pain. Sweating, uh, all common signs you know, of yeast infection with many people that I see. <coughs> sinus, sinus, when I mention that a bit about with the, if you've got nasal congestion, phlegm, it's easy then that for it to be a breeding ground and then bugs will take off and you'll get an infection. And what does the doctor give you? More antibiotics and then you're gonna get more yeast infection. Teeth pain, well, when you get a lot of swelling of the maxillary sinus in different areas as a result of infection, it puts pressure on facial nerve. And you can actually feel pain all around the teeth even. And that can be as a result of a yeast infection. Yes, it can. Especially if you've got root canals or dead teeth causing bacterial infections, even more so. So these things can be alleviated a lot with um, uh, clots uh, against the face, like nice hot packs are going to help significantly. Um, and there are different herbal aids that we can use really to alleviate pain or homeopathic medicines. But we can't specifically go into that with this video. Uh, tinnitus can be alleviated greatly with acupuncture, I find. And especially if you start really working on relaxation exercises. And this particular exercise is to help balance, to correct your balance to get rid of tinnitus. Two more problems here. Eight and nine relate to skin and nail. Toenail or nail fungus is a very common sign of candida. And number nine is psoriasis or white patches on the skin. So take the socks off and have a look if you've got any fungal toenails. Many people have got fungal toenails. In fact, it's huge. There are a lot of advertisements on TV in many countries for uh, treatments direct, you know, targeting a toenail fungus. People with recurring toenail fungus usually have got gastrointestinal yeast infection. So again, it's not just local treatment for the toenail. You need to address the gut and get the gut right. 
Uh, it's incredible how many times I've heard a guy say that when he stopped drinking beer altogether, within six months the toenail fungus cleared up. Or, you know, woman drinking wine, any, you know, or people eating a lot of sugar in general, or alcohols. These are often tied up with promoting the yeast infection. Don't kid yourself for a minute that you will have only toenail fungus and no fungus in other parts of the body. You will, I guarantee you. I've seen this many times. So the way to um, treat toenail fungus is treat the body systemically for yeast infection. Again, have a look at the Kenzita Remove that I've created and the Kenzita Restore, these two products, because they're going to help quite a lot. Target the internal environment. On the toe, try tea tree oil. Another tip that I've recently discovered is using a bit of, um, uh, not baking soda, um, boric acid powder. I've got some boric acid powder here. See if I can find it. Here it is. So no, no, it's not what you think. Okay, I'm not into methamphetamine or, or cocaine or stuff like that. This is boric acid powder. So boric acid powder, you can actually mix up a little bit of cocoa and just gently poke that in and around the toenail, make up a paste and smear that around the toenail. And one of my patients said it was absolutely fantastic in getting rid of the yeast infection. So that's a tip is to use the, the boric acid powder. Also tea tree oil. Uh, you know, put a few drops of tea tree oil every single day on the toenail, let it get under there, or oregano oil. That's going to really help to treat uh, that infection indeed. Uh, the psoriasis. <clears throat> so, very common for people with psoriasis to have yeast infection. In fact, three quarters of psoriasis patients, if not more, suffer with candida. That's a fact. You can actually go to Google and have a look. There's research papers actually now that actually validate that statement. White skin patches. Check out a product I've recently created called Kenzita Cream. You'll get that on Amazon. Kenzita Cream is kind of a unique product um, which I formulated after a request from many people who wanted a cream that was gentle, perfect for dry skin, that could be used on cracked skin, and I'm finding it fantastic for psoriasis patients. Really, really effective. But I'm also recommending it now for jock itch and white skin patches. Some people get white fungal skin patches. It can be used on the scalp, can be used in the private areas, can be used anywhere. I wouldn't use it internally, uh, but it can be used all around the vaginal area and around the penis and scrotum. All those areas are effectively treated with Kenzita cream. So check the cream out. You'll find it on Amazon. It's quite inexpensive and it's a nice product. It's got apricot kernel oil in it. It's got uh, tea tree oil in it. It's a very effective product. So how do we treat psoriasis? How do we treat skin patches? Again, like the toenail fungus, treat the gut. Treat the internal environment. Take an antifungal product like the Kenzita Remove. Take a probiotic enzyme like the Kenzita Restore. Correct the diet. All of that diet information I've made multiple videos on. You can look at all that, all for free. Check out my blog, yeastinfection.org. I try and give you guys as much free information as I can uh, to really help you out there. <clears throat> so... And number 10, central nervous system. Poor concentration, decreased memory, loss of self-confidence, self-esteem, mood swings, irritability, all of these things uh, are potential issues that a lot of candida patients face. When you've been sick for a long time, when people lose confidence in you, close family and friends think you're nuts, the doctor thinks you need to see a psychiatrist, of course you're going to lose self-confidence. You're going to feel like you're a screwball. You know, you're going to think there's something wrong with you. In fact, there isn't. There's something wrong with a lot of other people. 
who've lost the confidence, you know, in you. And this is how I felt when I was in my 20s. People thought I was crazy. They thought I needed to see a psychiatrist with Candida. And then I started to realize that this condition made me feel terrible. But what made me even more terrible was a, the loss of confidence that people had in me. And that made me feel really depressed. So depression can be a part of long-term Candida, especially when you feel too sick to go outside, too sick to work, too sick to have you know, bright lights coming in on you. And you feel pissed off, you feel angry, you feel irritable when you're like this. And that keeps people away. So how do you get on top of this? How do you improve these bad moods, and, you know, how you feel uh, as a result of Candida and as a result of the lifestyle caused by Candida? Well, you need to have the ability to understand that you will improve bit by bit. Improve what you can and understand there are things that you can't improve that will take time. As your confidence and self-esteem increases, you'll find you'll get better and better and better. All right? So it will take time to do that. Keep working on the digestive system and every day make the right kind of choices. It's you call the shots in terms of what you eat, what you drink, the people you mix with, you know, your, your ability to exercise or, or sit in front of the TV, the kind of movies you watch, all those things influence your ability to heal to a great degree. So really when you think about it, healing is in your hands, not in the doctor's hands. Because it's, you know, and that's a very important message um, I like to, to bring across, you know, as we come to the close of this video, that um, you're responsible for your own health. Also you're responsible for your own healing. And as you improve, you'll be amazed at how your friendships will be restored again. And you'll actually enjoy your job. You'll enjoy, you know, your intimate relationship. And you'll enjoy living again. So that's what I call the upward spiral. You know, when things improve, everything improves. When things go down, you know, everything goes down. So it's your call. So I hope that gives you some information on the 10 signs, the typical things that I would see of Candida yeast infections and how to treat them. <clears throat> Don't forget to sign up to my YouTube channel. I appreciate your support. Um, pro chess player or Josh who requested this video is already a big fan, but if you're watching this video and you've managed to watch beyond the three and a half minutes that most people watch, please sign up, um, You know, become a subscriber. Check out yeastinfection.org, do my quiz, and check out my kenzita.com products because I think they're some of the best that you'll find. Thanks so much for tuning in.